listeners, you're welcome to Family Alive Ministry, a.k.a. FAM. God began the world with a family, and it must be our goal to maintain that plan. A godly family will produce a godly world. We hope as you listen to this message, the vision to restore God's plan in families would be impressed on your heart. Now, today's message. I want us to open our Bible to John 12. 24 i think john 12. this month we've been been talking about giving or sowing and um, from various um, points so i want us to look at let's start from the verse 20. now there were some greeks or gentiles among those who were going up to worship at the feast with a request, sir, they said, we would like to see Jesus. They came to Philip and said, we would like to see Jesus. Philip came and told Andrew. And Andrew and Philip went and told Jesus. The next verse, Jesus replied, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Someone said glorified. Someone said glorified. Glorified. And it goes on to say, I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Um, Give me the uh, NKG, um, the New King James Version. But most assuredly, I say unto you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains alone. Someone say it remains alone. Someone say it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much what? Much what? Much grain. Let's go on the next verse. He who loves his life will do what? He who loves his life will do what? Will lose it. And he who hates his life in this world will keep it. Ask your neighbor, do you love your life or do you hate your life? (laughs) What's the answer? (laughs) Are you sure you hate your life? (laughs) The next verse. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. So that where I am, in thoughts, in actions, surely there will be also. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. Are you in the house? Okay, so this primarily talks about Jesus, obviously. The text, obvious, puts it before. The reader, giving an account. These Greeks, these guys come to Jesus, probably because around that time, you know, Jesus was the most famous person in town. Everywhere Jesus went, the Bible makes us understand that the crowds of people followed Jesus. Crowds of people wanted to know more. Crowds of people are looking for Jesus. Are you with me? Uh-huh. So theologians can, can't really, because the Bible didn't really say whether they were believers, uh, uh, Christian believers, 
um, they couldn't tell, or they were just, but you know the way the Bible put it, Gentiles, because they were not of the tribe, they are not of uh, Israel, the commonwealth of Israel, they are not part. But they came to Philip. Philip also, the name Philip is also a Greek name. So probably his name made them feel that they could approach him because they are Greeks. So they came to him. Are you in the house? Yes. Uh-huh. It means that our names can draw somebody, some people to us. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Ask your neighbor, what's your name? Amen. <laughs> Amen. What's your name? Because your name can draw men to you. Hmm. So they came to him and he says, we want to see Jesus. And just when he said, we want to see him, I think Philip went to Andrew, and then Andrew, they went and told Jesus. And the minute they, they said, they told Jesus that, oh, these people are looking for you, then Jesus opened up his mouth and said, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified and exalted. <laughs> are you in the house? He says, I assure you, most certainly, most solemnly say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the earth and dies, it remains alone. Mm. There are about um, four points that in my study came to me about death or about the death of a thing or about dying because they said they are looking for him then all of a sudden Jesus said unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies people are looking for you you are talking about death <laughs> are you in the house yeah uh -huh. And Jesus was making a reference to himself, but at the same time, he was also establishing an eternal principle. The reference was to himself, but also establishing what? An eternal what? Principle. Sounds an eternal principle. An eternal principle. First, death is a means to glorification. Death is a means to glorification. It says, until a grain of wheat falls to the ground. Now, when a grain of wheat falls to the ground, it is not as if the ground adds any form of glory to the seed. No. But rather, while it is in the ground, dying, it gets the opportunity to manifest what is inside of it. Because the potential of the seed, everything is already in the seed. It's not outside of it. So when it falls to the ground, in the process of dying, it is going to open up its new potential. That which has already been, been uh, invested in it. Are, are you with me? So when Jesus was making a reference, Jesus is saying that, look, the Son of Man is going to be glorified. 
inside of the Son of Man is already the glory of God. But in death, his glory is going to show forth in a way that has never been seen before. Hey, am I making some sense somebody? <laughs> now, remember the latter part where he said, where I am, those that serve me will be there. So, in a sense, if, if God's life took him through death, then those that follow him must also follow. <laughs> hey, I'm making some sense somebody. <laughs> That's how he ended that part. <laughs> it means that there, there's a certain level of glorification we will never experience unless we allow ourselves through the process of death. Hey, there's a certain level of what? Glorification we will never experience unless we allow ourselves a certain level of dying, certain level of death. Why? Because only death offers the opportunity for what is inside of you to come forth. Have you thought about it? Jesus is the author of life, but he allowed death to swallow him up. There has to be a higher reason why life will submit to death. And that was greater glory. That was what? Greater glory. Hey, are you in the house? <laughs> there are things that are concealed in you that will never come forth. Until there are outer things around you that must die. Hey, are you in the house? All the time, every year, December has to die in order to us to find the blessings in February, in May, in what? June. If December doesn't die, June ain't, uh, June ain't coming. Oh, I'm going to some sense. Uh-huh. If December, so there's any things that you are holding in your hands that must die. The greater glory is going to come. And this is a principle. Hey, are you in the house? So my first point is that death is what is the means to what? I can, there's the means towards glorification. There's the means towards glorification. I don't know that today, or one of the times when I was preparing, then, I don't know, sometimes you know your mind, you can, your mind can play a lot of scenarios. I don't know that you or the Holy Spirit or a lot of scenarios. And then the scenario of sometimes, you see, you're talking to somebody about, okay, this about your life must improve or must change. And then they conclude and say, this is who I am. You know, and as I was thinking about it, I don't know whether there's a lot of me asking, but do you know who you are? If you ask the grain of wheat, you said, this is all I am. But that's not all it is. That's not all it is. It is only the maker who knows the extent to which you are. It's only the maker. 
So you cannot be so conclusive as to this is who I am. And maybe another time you are an impatient person. But say, this is who I am. No. The reason why I say this is who you are because you haven't died yet. Are you with me? Because the minute you open your way, yourself to death, you see something emerging out of you. Hallelujah. So I want to shake your neighbor and say, neighbor, have you considered the process of dying? Oh, shake the person. Have you considered the process of dying? Have you, have you considered it? Have you considered it? Most of us forget that we come into this life through death. That's so if we come into this life, this eternal life, through death, the doorway to eternal life is through death, which implies that, and this is the death of Jesus Christ, which implies that there's a point in time you too <laughs> must die. Hey, am I making some sense? And because you don't realize, you think, oh, he has died for us for us, so no, there's no need for any dying, so I'm just here to just enjoy and cruise <laughs> That's why the majority of us are not experiencing the glory that is found in Christ. If the Son of Man needed to die in order to manifest further glory, hey, then we there, we must die daily. Isn't that what the Bible says? Isn't that what the Bible says? They die daily. He has died once for all. <laughs> but your dying must be daily. Check your neighbor and say, neighbor, your dying must be daily. Your, it must be what? Daily. Tell me it must be daily. Daily death. Number two, death is the cure of loneliness. <laughs> death is the cure of loneliness. He said, he said, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it's, a, it's what? It's alone. Isn't there? Yeah. It's, it remains alone. <laughs> I'm lonely, I'm lonely. Hey. <laughs> ay, 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 ay. Now, God, when we, when we, um, we talk about God, there are certain things we, can't, we struggle to associate with God. The idea that God is alone. Right. We started the idea that God feel, or God, not God, God had a sense of aloneness. But here's the thing. God cannot be love without an object of his love. And there are depths to God's love that can never be revealed unless God has an object to love. Hey. So the depth of God's mercy, grace, and all can never be seen unless God creates create a creature that he can express that to. Then God can be, in quotes, justifiably claimed to be merciful. Other than that, it's just a claim. There's no verification. There's no proof to it. Hey. So in a sense, God being love without an object puts God in a position of having a sense of aloneness. So yes, God was alone. Even though he's three in one, 
He fellowship with himself, but yet God was alone. Hey, am I making some sense to somebody? Shake your neighbor next to you, neighbor. This one, dear, yeah, yeah, some theology we have. <laughs> Amen, some theology. Hey. Hmm. Maybe that was the reason why we start Genesis. It says, God said, let us, what? let us make man. Let us make man. We are alone. Let's make man. Hallelujah. <laughs> Ask anybody, are you alone? Mm. <laughs> and here's the thing. Love can never be said to be complete without expressing love and being loved back. Love can never be said to be complete without expressing love and being loved back. As a matter of fact, there is a selfishness to love is that as I'm loving you, I know some way, somehow, it will switch you, you love me back. <laughs> who is here that says, I love you, you don't love me back? Who, who has ever? Ask my people. Even after they have put rings on each other, still, you don't love me. As I said, when they don't see acts and things that pronounces love to the other person. Yeah, but they have a ring. They've, they've, they've adequately tied each other to you. But still, hey, I'm not making some sense. So God, in a sense, needed to die as the ultimate expression of love. But at the heart, at the, at the background of God's mind, he knows that as I satisfy you with love, hey, Die? Why does he have to die? Because death was the means by which redemption will come to man. Death was the means, only means by which proper redemption will come to man. So, and then, by death also, that is the ultimate expression of God's love. So, by his dying, he expressed love that cannot be compared, but then also, he knows that he's not going to be alone. Why? Because he's going to get multitude for himself. Ish. Are you in the house? Sometimes our sense of loneliness is because we have not embraced death. What do I mean? You cannot receive love when you are not willing to die to yourself. In relationships... You sometimes see people are married, but they're alone. Why? Because somebody doesn't want to die to the self. That's who I am. My pride, you saw my pride before you came to marry me, so why are you now complaining? I thought you said my pride was sexy. <laughs> you said my pride was a bold woman, sexy woman. Now you say you don't like <laughs> Hey. Let married people tell you, to you, for you to experience, because you're experiencing love, you have to keep dying. Yeah. Other than that, you'll be married, but you're alone. You'll be married, but you're alone. So if God needed to die in order to deal with loneliness, hey, the same way sometimes, you know, let's say, for this, let's say a church like this, a church like ours, 
you see, if you don't die to your pride, you'll be alone here. Yeah. If you don't die to your pride, you'll be alone because some people is just proud, uh, pride. That's why you cannot make friends. It's when nobody like you. You, you are just a proud person. Hey, am I talking? I'm, I'm, I'm talking to myself. Oh, yeah. You are just proud. Shake, shake the one next to you. Look at the person. Are you, are you the one person what is talking about? Oh, shake the one and ask, are you the one person what is talking about? <laughs> I think this morning, when I was preparing the message, and you know, sometimes you, you're really small, then I, I opened my phone and Facebook, what's the name? Um, one of the prominent Archbishop, Duncan Williams, was talking about, I mean, just I don't know the, the full context of the message, but he was just saying something that was so fun. He said, he said, he said I feel like talking to somebody. Um, <laughs> those people that will say, um, I just want to be in my own corner. I, I just I just want to mind my own business. So what business are you doing? Are you a lamb robber? <laughs> yeah, you, you've seen those people. I just want to mind my own. I'm just in my corner. I just it's pride. It's pride. And you may be surrounded by lots of people who have the potential to love you, but your pride will stop you from receiving it. The fact that you are in church, it's not automatic that you'll be loved. It's not automatic. Or oh, sometimes when you see other people are talking and they are laughing and they say, oh, they, 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 are, they, they are, what's the word, what, clicks. Yes, they like each other, you they don't like. No, go and check. Some, every day somebody dies in order to keep the relationship going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Something is dying here. That's, that's how the relationship is going. But if you don't let your pride die, you will never become... You always struggle with loneliness. You will struggle with loneliness. Sometimes I have to, you have to swallow my pride and call someone and say, I miss you. It's my pride that is gone. It means that, a part of me is admitting that I, I like you, I want to be with you, and I, I, I wish you were here. Wow. Yeah. That's humility. But if you are someone who me, me, my child, me, my miss you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And that's the reason why some people are never, are, are always alone. Yeah. If you're here, you're so struggling with loneliness, I'm telling you, it's pride. Because there's never been, for me, I believe that there's never been, a, a, the environment I have been in, um, or the environment I have had responsibility over, I've always encouraged fellowship. I remember those days when I was in a big church, ICDC. I, I always said that early part of my work with God, I didn't like going to church because I felt alone. And one of the things that the Holy Spirit told me, he said, you want a friend, go and be a friend. That's it, simple. You want a friend, you go and be a friend. Don't go stand up fire and say, you come and be my friend. That's the wrong, you're looking at it from the wrong end. You go, chop your pride, and go and be a friend. Go and like somebody. Go and want to be around somebody. Ask somebody's number. Oh, yeah. Check somebody. Check on them. Oh, I just think about you. I want to check up on you. Are you with me? Now, in church, the minute Sunday, instead of going to church, and I meet somebody, I become his friend. 
If I like somebody, it becomes, and then I, we, the two become three. The other person comes. Eh? So it reached a level, it reached a time in church. When I go to church and we're close, I have a large crowd. We're always gathered and having fellowship and enjoying church. One of the most painful things is to be in a crowded place and be alone. I'm telling you, you're in a crowded place, but you're alone. And nothing is because you are not dead to your pride. Mm. God needed to die to deal with loneliness. So he can get, now remember, what God has gotten for himself, it's not just us. There are many more days yet to get. What do I mean? Listen, you can never foretell what, what the death of your pride can bring you. You can never. There are people I've met in my work with God that are just amazing people. When I mean amazing, I mean loving, patient, kind. Some of them are even nicer than you. Oh, I mean too many people say, we did, uh, uh, we do a nice. Sometimes when you're in a secret, you tell yourself, you have to be like this. <laughs> yeah. And the death of your pride can give you that. Hey, am I making some sense? I, I, I hope I'm teaching the church. I'm teaching the church. Amen. Amen. Let's stop. Let's, let's die. Tell me, but let's die. Let's die to our pride. Tell me, let's die to our pride. Look at the one that says, You ain't trying to say, we will let's, let's die to our pride. Me, dear, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a lone person. I'm a lone ranger. Hey, it's pride. I'm a loner. It's pride. I don't talk plenty. I don't. Uh, the Bible says, she talk plenty. Hey, put. put <laughs> Put that in context. Put it in context. Don't put it out of context. Amen. Amen. You have to understand that the fervency of our fellowship here is a responsibility each must carry. The fervency of our fellowship is a what? It's a responsibility all of us must carry. Don't go and hide behind your temperament and the way you are so that other people should do the work. So that the day comes when they are not in the mood to talk to you. Then they say, say, there's something. When he came to the church, the way he looked at me, there's something. And you know how you can... Ah, Jesus. Let me show you one way by which your pride also speaks a lot. Are you in the house? Two people are talking. You come and they're laughing. Then your, your pride makes you think they're talking about you. <laughs> Nature said, they don't have anything to think about. They don't have anything to talk about. You are supposed to be the topic. That's pride. Ah. Okay, in any case, they are talking about you and laughing about you. You go and laugh at too. <laughs> you two go and yeah, you laugh at me. They laugh at yourself. Ah, so go and laugh at yourself with them. <laughs> hey, am I talking to somebody? Yeah. Psychology said, look, one of the signs of a healthy, healthy um, personality is your ability to laugh at your own self. You have to laugh at you. You can't be serious. Everything they're talking about you. Yep, yep. My friend, be serious. We have something else to talk about. I'm not talking to somebody in the house. Shake your neighbor and tell anybody, you have to die. You have to die. You have to die to yourself. You have to die to yourself. Amen. You have to die to your pride. Tell anybody, you have to die to your pride. Hallelujah. If Jesus, who is alive, could die, then ask for you, dear. <laughs> You have to die over and over again. Mm, yeah.
by Jesus' death, and I want you to write, he said, he has made it impossible for God to be alone. <laughs> Jesus' death has made it impossible for God to be alone, ever. Because God is still winning the hearts of, of, of people in the ages to come. <laughs> Look at around the world this morning. Number of people that are calling on God, loving him, worshiping him. Jesus has made it impossible. <laughs> now God cannot have a meantime. <laughs> Everybody, I want to have a meantime time. No. God will always have company. Number three, death, the way to fruitfulness. He said, but if it dies, what? It produces what? Much grain. It produces what? Much grain. If it dies, it produces much grain. Much grain. The depth of of um, of production of no, it's fruitfulness. I want to, but in other words, Pastoric has to help me. But there's levels of <laughs> there are levels of of the outcomes of our life that we can only get to when we die. Are you with me? In other words, there are depths of value. Let me use that word. There are depths of value in various forms that our lives are yet to bring, but it can never come until we die. Because that's what the Bible says. It produces much grain. There are certain depths of multiplication it can never get to until you die. And now this principle tends to work, it, it applies all across, like I'm trying to show you Jesus' life, and it's an eternal principle, but I want to say, state here, especially even in the area of even finance, in the area of finance, there's something about, about sowing your seed that produces much grain. There's something about it. It's a law in life. Are you with me? Maybe because from the maker and the creator from the beginning, when he planted, he created everything, he gave it the ability to multiply. Because you see, trees have these fruits everywhere. You see seeds, fruits, fruits, seeds. Maybe because the maker of all things has abundant mindsets. Because remember, nature gives us a depth a depth of insight about God. That's what nature is supposed to If God should sit us down and tell us every time, our mind will blow off. You, even, you, 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 the small science you are supposed to study for years, I drink a nice and I hot. So I want to put your head into a, <laughs> into a fridge. <laughs> I can imagine that God is going to teach you the DNA here. and You can't get it. So everything about God, God has put in nature. And we are spending years and years in discovery. Even one lifespan cannot discover everything. So we learn, and that's why God gave us the ability to write things down. 
so that the next generation will come and look at it and build on it and build on it because one lifetime cannot understand everything. Jim Rohn put it this way. He says, nobody can, can really understand the miracle of a grain in the ground that multiplies. But all we can understand is that there seems to be and there seems to be a law that as long as you put in the ground, it will. So yours is to know that law and put it in the ground. But the miracle of how it tends to multiply, nobody can tell. Hey, am I making some sense, somebody? Yeah. And Jesus established, showed that even through his life, that how one man can die and multiple are saved. It's a miracle. Amen. So we don't spend our life trying to find what is that power. That, no, that power, Bible makes us understand that we can't even understand. We are going to spend the ages to come to try to understand God's power. Nobody can understand. But all we need to know is to, uh, is to know that there's something like that at work. That when a grain goes to the ground and as it dies, it will multiply. It will do what? Shake your neighbor and say, it will multiply. It will produce much grain. It will produce what? It will produce what? Much grain. It means that as long as it's in your hands, it loses its power of multiplication. As long as it's in your hands, it loses its power of multiplication. The only way it gains or the law that multiplies it or the power that multiplies it is activated is when it is released. It's when it is released. I would say when it's released. So for me, having understood or clearly, clearly knowing that this law is there, I engage it. That's, I think that's wisdom. Wisdom is not that you have a PhD. I think that's wisdom. You've seen the law that's working. What do you do? You engage. You engage. As a matter of fact, scientists, all they are doing is that they are experimenting to ensure that the laws are working. That's half of what my scientists do. Put this one there, this percent here, and look at it, the result. Then they write, okay, it works. Then they write, it works. And they say it's a scientist. So why are you not, why are you not a, a, a scientist in the, in the law of God? It works, you engage it. And, that's how I and I realized, this was actually what I didn't realize. One of the beautiful things is that when you engage it, it starts multiplying the grain you have. And as you have more grain, <laughs> oh, you can have more spreading, more so. <laughs> So anywhere I see a good ground, all you have to know is a good ground. Anywhere I see a good, a good ground, I test it and see. That's what I realize. And it's nice. Oh, it's nice. Oh, I'm telling you it's nice. Then you test it here. So, wow. Hundredfold. It works. <laughs> but some, some don't want to test and engage it at all. And you never know. As I'm about, what I'm simply saying is that you are missing out on the miracle of multiplication. You're missing out. You're missing out. But if your question is, does it work? Look at Jesus' life. One man died, died, and look, we're all here. How do you call it? The building, there's, there's a church. Every corner, there's a church. 
That's the result of one life. So it works. So some of you, so even when you're, when you're going to sow, just remember, remind the Lord, say, as, as I've seen you, <laughs> I've seen Jesus dying, and there are churches everywhere. Lord, I want that sin. <laughs> That's you give the praise. It works. Hey, I'm going to make some sense. Ask your neighbor next to you, are you allowing your grain in the ground? Are you allowing your grain? Are you allowing your grain to die in the ground? Ask your neighbor, are you allowing your grain to die in the ground? Amen. You have to be wise. This thing I've just said, if, if Bishop Oyedibu was preaching, there's a way he would go about it. <laughs> because it's wisdom. Wisdom, you can see. It works. But here's what I've realized. Are you in the house? Hey, are you in the house? Everybody, all of us must learn. See, to every venture, that we're going to uh, we're going to venture in. There's an there's there's an equal level of confidence that we go into. We go in with amusement, or in other words, faith. Everybody. For instance, a ten-year-old person will not be confident to enter a university compound. No 10-year-old person will just walk in university and go and sit there and say, teach me, I will understand. But the confidence you have is based on from class one, entered class two, class two, entered class three, class three, entered class four. Over a period of time, there's corresponding confidence. That makes you know that the next class I can handle. Are you with me? Uh-huh. And nobody takes their, their uh, you know, class five results to go for a job. Because it can't end that. It hasn't been able to end that. But you can take your university um, certificate to earn a job. Because over time, progressively as you have built the confidence to deal with each class, you've also learned and built the confidence to deal with the problem that the world brings so they can hire you. I want to make some sense. So in the same way, there are certain levels of issues that God wants you to deal with, but you cannot be able to deal with it unless you learn how to start sowing and letting some seed die one after the other. I don't know I'm making some sense. You get it? So um, all, all I'm just saying simply says that where, to which level you are, there is a seed you have to start learning on, learning on how the, that level of seed dies. So that you can see and test the results. And then move towards the next level. Other than that, you'll be, you'll be like a, a, a university-looking guy who is entering a classroom, a class 10. Is it class 10? <laughs> class... <laughs> <laughs> class three. <laughs> you see, you see, Kofi Ado, you see Kofi's beard. He comes to come class. He's class three. He's come to sit there. Abrante, you have missed your class. And if he says no, this is his class. You look at it, really. Yeah. <laughs> you ask him, where have you been all this while? Some of us. That's what sometimes spiritually things are asking. Where have you been all this while? 
You failed to sow your seed at this time. You should have filled and built it by now. By now, these are the seeds you should be dealing with. Hey, am I making some sense? Yeah. But this time, you're supposed to, according to your spiritual maturity, these are the levels you should be dealing with. But you're still dealing with small, small. Hey. Hey. Shake your neighbor next to say, neighbor. What's, what green must die? What, what, what greens are in your hand that must die? Ask the person, what greens, what greens are in your hand that must start dying? Hey. Hey, am I making some sense? Yeah. Some greens must start dying. It builds your confidence. Hey. No, one, one day farmer will go and plant uh, 10 uh, hectares of land. Nobody. You can't do that. You don't know the skill. But you start from some place. From your backyard. Where do you go to? Then some, this is one, one plot. From one plot, we go where? To one acre. B. From one acre, you go where? Yeah. So start from some place. Sow your seed. Give what you have. Somebody say, oh, I'm, I'm waiting, you know, I'm believing the law. Some breakthrough be is coming. When it comes, I'm coming to give God some $1 million. Eh? <laughs> Even having all the principles, all the angels are laughing at you. All of a sudden, they give you one million, <laughs> then you come and surprise the Lord. You don't know how it works. You're not appreciating principles. Amen. Amen. Tell me about some greens must die. Some greens. I can't hear. Tell me about some greens are going to die. Some greens. Amen. And even as, as we prepare to give. Amen. Hey, I can't hear. <laughs> Hallelujah. As we prepare to give. Amen. Amen. Tell about give. 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 Whether it's, it's, it's your time. What? There are a lot of things we can give. Give. Give your time. Give your love. Give. Give your money. Give what? Your money. Give what? Your money. Hmm. When you hold that grain in your hands, that's all you, ha- you have. It's also, every, you see, when you hold that in your hands, that also shows what your sight is on. Your sight is very small. That's why if you can, if you can hold it in your hand, then it's very small. <laughs> right? Yeah. Why don't you give it and let it become more? So it comes a level you can't hold all in your hand. Say, we need to cry. Hey, then that's you also. No. Then why not I give away it so that it can, it can multiply? Yeah. That cannot be all that you have. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Which point are we on? Death is a way to what? Fruitfulness. Uh-huh. That's the third one. And then the last one. Death. The way to life. Death, the way to life. He that loveth his life. The next verse. He that loveth his life. Shall what? <laughs> he who loves his life will lose it. And who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Quiet. Those are strong words. Oh. Somebody said this. 
He says, oftentimes, the way we allow people in is a problem, is where the challenge of Christianity has been. Because we have not told them the full counsel. For instance, if you are following a leader that charges and takes knife and cuts himself, <laughs> then you have to know that he wouldn't, he wouldn't have a problem trying to use the knife on you. <laughs> yeah. Or a leader that sees fire and is charging to fall into it. One of these days you are standing there and saying, that won't go. And we've not been students of Jesus to study this guy, that this guy, he was not afraid of death. Why? Because maybe one, God, Jesus knows that death truly hasn't got any power over him. That's why he charged into it. What did he say? He said that I will lay it down and then I will pick it up again. So death truly is not a, a challenge for me. So it means that sometimes God, that's why God can easily, like I said, like the, the, the leader who likes fire can jump into fire and you are standing by him. He said, also come with me. Oh, over to me. Someone who knows how to swim. If you're someone who knows how to swim around the pool, chances are they'll push you in the water. Why? Because they have a certain understanding of the water that they rain over the water that they feel you too, you can do, you can do it. So there's certain understanding and truth God knows over death. So that's how he charges us into it. Ish. Am I making some sense? Shake your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor, you shouldn't be afraid of death. You shouldn't be afraid of death. Hey, shake your neighbor and say, don't be afraid of death. Don't be, don't be what? The African is afraid of death. That is why they may not like you, but when you die, they will serve you. <laughs> I'm telling you. They won't mind you, but when you die, they'll do a party for you because you're afraid of death. Because they don't know per chance what is over there. <laughs> hey, but we are not afraid of death. We shouldn't be. That's why when a man dies, we just go and bury him. Oh, I'm not making some sense. We don't need rituals and things, libations and things and no sure. No, 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 no. I'm not making some sense. Yeah, we have victory over death. Look at them and say, we have victory over death. We have victory. Oh, shake your neighbor and say, we have victory over death. How do we have victory over death? Because the one ahead of us has already conquered it. And because of his attitude towards death. Hey. Hmm. Say, who loves his life will lose it. Hmm. Now, we are not to go and choose death for ourselves. <laughs> There's no way in the Bible that says, because I've, this is where I should go after death. That's, it's not there. But yet, if by following him, he leads us down the path of death, we are not afraid to go. Because remember, 
God is never going to send you somewhere it's already there. And wherever he takes you, it means he's already, he's already there. Why? Because we are in him. So, for instance, if Jesus is down the valley of death and you are up there, ask some of us, that place is the most dangerous place to be. Come on now. So, it's not, safety, safety is not found in, in the measures of men. Safety is found in being God is. That's what it means. So that's why I said that if he who loves his life, it means that if you start making choices in accordance with this life and safety and security, you lose it because it's not there. It's not there. God is not in the safety and the security of men. No, 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 no. God is not in the safety nor security of men. It's bigger than that. Hmm. It's not in the safety or security of men. All we are required of is to be where he is. Hmm. He said, he who hates his life, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternity. Hallelujah. Amen. Hey, I'm out of some in the house. Yeah. What does it mean to hate? It's not to take your life to stab yourself. Not to buy anything good for yourself, to work poor, and to cry all the time. And when somebody asks you, he says, Jesus says, I should hate my life. That's what he says. <laughs> That's what he says. He says, Love your life less. That's what it means. He says, If you're going to drink water, and he said, Put it down, love your life less that you put it down, just because he asked you. That's it. Love your life less. And remember, let me show you guys, this is one thing the world can never do. The world can never love their life less. They can never love their life less. Because the world is defined by three things. What's that? Last of the eye, last of the flesh, and the pride of life. That's what defines the world. That's what the world defines itself. Whatever you want, go for it. Whatever this is, is yours to have. Oh, life is a, you know the way the world defines it? You know all the, 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 the propaganda and the, the commercials they've done? It's about you. You are the center of the universe. Yeah, the world revolves around you. Everything else must stop because you are here. Hey. But Jesus said, rather, everything should stop because he's here. So loving your life less is choosing the side of Jesus over the world. And Jesus said, if you choose him, you will live. If you choose him, you do what? You will live. If you choose him, you will live. So this morning, the goal for my teaching is to bring us to a place where we count our life like Jesus' life, something that can be put in the ground. Now, here's the argument. If your very life can be buried, then everything in your hands can be buried. If your very life can be buried, it means that everything in your hands can be buried. 
But we are having a new breed of believers where their life is buried, but what is in your hands cannot be buried. Makuma <laughs> Yehudia. Osai Christo, bende bemao. Makuma Yehudia, ba misika ni diye. Misika ni diye. No, I'm not giving up my money to you. I'm not giving up my girlfriend. My girlfriend is the, is the one I try to do, look at how far, you know, when, when life is depressing and I'm alone. My, my girlfriend is the one that helps me to see, you know. She helps me to find my balance. <laughs> she helps you to find your balance. So we are not willing to let go, even to the... To the, 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 the the flesh, the flesh, the flesh. Can I go there? Church, are you in the house? Hey, church, are you in the house? In our generation, we are sacrificing Christ every day for our pleasures. We are sacrificing what? Because anything God want, wants it to die. He will show you. We all know when something has to die. Because we know things that we have to give up. And Bible makes reference to Jesus that he gave up his ghost. And that is reference to what? Death. He gave up his ghost. So anytime the Holy Ghost points things that must die, the things that you must give up, they are the things he's calling death to. There are things he's calling death to. When the Holy Ghost point, give up that. It says death to that. But it says, oh, no. This one is not part of the things that I've invested in the kingdom. <laughs> These are the ones that is, is for me. I've given you everything else but this one. And there are some of us, there are uh, uh, boys or girls or people that we have to give up. What are the things you think God will ask you to give up? Anything that jeopardizes your eternal place. Anything. Anything that jeopardizes your eternal reward, God will ask you to give up. Anything that jeopardizes your eternal placement, God will ask you to give up. Anything that will jeopardize eternal things, God will ask you to give up. It means God is calling what? death to it. Your pride. As a matter of there's some level of spiritual pride that's the reason why people are dying. Spiritual pride. Hmm. The Lord said, and some of them, it's not the Lord, it's their flesh. I feel I feel like the Lord, but you know, obviously, look, let me show you. Sometimes the reason why we use a lot of spiritual things around uh, simple commands is because we know the right thing we are supposed to do. We know the right things we are doing, but because 
you know, you're trying to lie to yourself. You had a lot of spiritual, and then you quote the Bible here, and go over, but you can tell that God says, just give up this. That's it. Do you know how I, do you know I've made some progress in my life? This is how I know. When the Holy Ghost speaks, there are things when he speaks, eh? The Holy Ghost is not a very loud voice, though. But it's a distinct voice. It's that when he speaks, you know it's him. You know it's him. This is how me I know. Me, maybe yours is different. He says it, then he's waiting. And then after he says and he waits, then he comes back and says it again. Then he waits. Then afterwards, he comes back and says it again. For me, by the first or second, I can tell it because there's a way he speaks that you know that he's telling you, give this up. But when you want, when spiritual pride comes, what do you do? <laughs> when spiritual pride comes in, what do you do? That's when sometimes you quote some scripture. You quote some scriptures, you put some scriptures, and all of a sudden the simple command has become confusing. Because there are certain questions some believers ask. It surprises me. I said, look, if the Lord is leading, it won't be this complicated. But when you, you take off all that spiritual quote, uh, quotes, you see it's very, very simple. He's just saying, give up that friend. That's all. Give up that friend. Hey, I'm, I, I, I'm talking to myself. I'm not talking to someone in the house. Give up that friend. Oh, he has told you, your phone. <laughs> uh, I can see now, phones are more powerful than boyfriends. <laughs> phones are more powerful than girlfriends. Yeah. The, the girlfriend boy is on the phone. <laughs> He says, he, tells, he said, look, when you get up, don't touch your phone. Very simple command. You know that he said, don't touch your phone when you get up. But you say, but my Bible is in the phone. <laughs> so now you're confused the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost, I told you. <laughs> hey, because some of the questions some people come and ask me, I'm like, ah. The Holy Ghost, that really, I'm lying to you. It's just that when he's telling you to do something, he won't complicate it. Ah, is he not a God of wisdom? It's just that his instructions are very simple and you don't want to obey, so you complicate it spiritually. That's all. Mm. Say, so give that money. That's all. Let me show you this. Are you in the house? Give me one minute. Let me show you this. One of the things I've realized is this. Many times that God has asked me to sacrifice or let something die, he never gave a reason. Which reason did he give Abraham? When he said Abraham should go and kill his son. Did he tell Abraham, Abraham, I'm just trying you. Go and give your son. And then there's a mystery that is attached to the coming age, and how I'll give you son. Did you tell Abraham that? No. Never told Abraham anything. Never. That's what I said, that the instructions of the Holy... They're very simple, though. Go kill your son. <laughs> 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 Go kill your son. That's it. 
But you want to complicate, so you come to your pastor and then you ask, oh, but, but the scripture says here, but the scripture says, yeah, you are complicating your matter. What's the instruction? Go kill your son. Let's, take, let's bring Abraham to our time. <laughs> He's here. Yeah. Well, if Abraham was at our time and all that he knows, he would have, he, would, he said, look, I, I have a word. <laughs> That says, I, I, I should go kill my son. But God cannot be unjust. God cannot ask me to kill my son. And then quote here and quote here. And then all of a sudden, the instruction is lost. And this is part of the reason why most of us don't have victory. In our finance and other places. So me, when I hear, I remember, it's actually started at Achimota School. In the move of the spirit around those times, like, like the move of God. Uh, then I look at somebody, and then it's, it's like a word. A word comes about the person. The, the minute I allow it to start thinking, I start thinking plenty about it. Then I'm confused. So no, but this guy, I see him naked. He can't be naked. He's wearing a dress. Let's, 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 then I complicate the matter. So from the beginning, what I did was that when I get it, I told God, I said, God, if I get it, I run the social this environment where the Spirit of God is there. I'm going to tell the person that you. And so if, it's, if I'm wrong, you better start giving the right picture because I'm going to say this in your name. <laughs> That's I said, I'm going to say things in your name and you cannot be put to shame. So show me the right thing. So the minute I hear, I go and tell the person, no, the person says, oh, you're right. I say, huh, Samuel. <laughs> yeah. And so now the same way, when I hear some instruction, look, says you give something, I don't give. Because any time you are, especially when it has to do with giving, and you start debating one, two, three, by the fourth thinking, it's over. As a matter even if you are still giving, you would have, you'd have reduced, you have reduced your seed to your level of thinking, not to the revelation God is calling you to. Ah, are we in the house? death is the way to life. Want to live, let's start giving up things. Give up the flesh. Look at the name, give up the flesh. I can't hear, tell the person, give up the flesh. Give up the flesh. Amen, give up words, the flesh. Sometimes there are certain people in your life that, hey, you realize that, hey, like this person is good. I like the person, but we are sinning. Give the person up. <clears throat> it's difficult. You see, your wisdom will say, oh, but the person is good. No. But the Lord said, give up the person. He alone knows what separation will bring to you before, if he's going to give the person back to you as a gift, he will do. Because remember, at the end of the day, it is your eternal life that's what God is looking at. And none of us here have a picture of what eternal life looks like. We can't even see our tomorrow. No matter how much you stretch your eyes, you can't see tomorrow. Hey, you can't see your tomorrow. You don't know what God is going to give to you. So when God said give up something, only God knows what he's giving to you. And I've learned to realize that, look, whatever God makes me give up today, what he's bringing tomorrow is far better. It's far better. 
there's glorification, there's life, there's fruitfulness, and also there is loneliness is dealt with as we give up the things God has called us. May we be a people that sow our life. Amen. May we be people that will sow our life, sow our time, sow our finance. In Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you were blessed by this message. For more information, please visit our social media websites on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook at Family Alive Ministry. Please subscribe, follow, like, and share. God bless you and have a great week.